Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and we are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Ah, what's going on, Claudia? We are chilling. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You ready for an epic show tonight? You know I'm ready because I am drinking. Mm. Oh, God. Here we freaking go. I don't know about this. <laughs> and please welcome back, looking like he's ready to star in a R&B music video on the beach, begging for his girl or boy to come back. Armand with the sheer sweater shirt with the nipples out and the neck, just giving neck skin. What are it's, we doing? Hey. It's giving plunging neckline. Plunging. <laughs> giving take me back, please. Yes. Okay. Isn't that giving like very gyrule somebody he don't even know ah, anything about? Do not start, nothing he okay. knows nothing about. I'm loving this moment that we're giving right now. It's giving very Charlie's Angel, very Winter White. Winter you know White. What I, mean? well, nice. I want to be Charlie, and I can tell you all what to do. I'll give you your assignments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we know Armand is still on this cleanse. And uh, Al, you said you're drinking. I'm not drinking either, but you know what? We're still going to have a good show. A lot of times when we are coordinated, we have a good show. So let's go ahead and get into it with no further ado because the soulmates are ready. All right, y'all. Well, it looks like the former friend of Megan the Stallion, Kelsey Nicole, is looking to share her side of the story regarding the Tory Lane shooting. Take a look. When it comes to a point where alcohol takes over and you become a different person, it's time to let go. Everybody's life's that night changed. All right, y'all, it's been four years. Uh, do you care what she has to say? And did she wait too long? Armand, I know you was at the trial. What do you think? I'm personally tired of Kelsey. I feel like she gaslights the public every chance she gets. I don't feel like she's going to save anything of any value or significance. She had a time to do it in the court. She completely lied on the stand, acted as if she didn't remember anything she had told the police during the investigation. So at this point, Kelsey, you doing all this speaking out now is pointless. Like for what? She's just looking for a moment. And honestly, the moment has passed. I'm over Kelsey and I'm over anything she has to say. Thank you. Al, what do you think? Not me. I am here for the. I want to hear everything she got to say. Not that it's going to change anything because we know Tory Lanez is in jail, but I think she will have the ability to clear up a few things. Like, you know, I don't know that she's going to tell us anything new, but she could tell us maybe if she shot uh, Megan Thee Stallion or not. That's what I want to know. Who shot Megan Thee Stallion? Now, if she's going to tell me that Megan had a relationship with Tori behind her back, that ain't nothing new. Megan's denied it, but we all know the truth when it comes to that. If she's going to tell us that, you know, she didn't know Megan was sleeping with Tori or something like that, I, I don't care. If she's got something to say, I want her to address specifically who shot Megan who had the gun and i wanted her to tell the truth because i'm still waiting to know how everything went down now this is the deal the other thing is why does she go to this this outlet this outlet i don't even know who this outlet is do you guys know who this outlet is 
I would have loved to her, loved to have seen her go to someone like Club Shay Shay and spill all the beans about what really, really, really went down without all the politics of who's going to go to jail and who's not, and just tell us flat out what happened that day. Or she can come to Foxhole and give us the exclusive so I can call her ass out because you was on the mute challenge for all these years. On the stand, you don't remember, I can't remember, I don't know. But now you have something to say, girl, bye, have several seats. Because you know what? One of two things, either you um, know uh, things that could clear someone or you're gonna or you're going to incriminate yourself. That's the only thing you can tell us if there's anything new, but you can't tell us anything new because then you'll be perjuring yourself, right? So mm -hmm. you can't come forward now. I think you lost all credibility. If you really want to save the day and tell us about everything, you had a chance to do it when the trial was going on. And how dare you come out and play in our faces with the gaslighting years later while a man's in jail, where some people don't think he should be, I do, but some don't, but I do, I think he does. If you have nothing that can affect someone's life and you just want to get on there and get attention, here for it. But wait a minute, you already said that there's nothing she could say that's going to stop Tory from go to, going to jail. He went to jail for gun carrying charges. Yeah. Like, because, so it's nothing she can say that's going to, you know. But why is she talking anything. now? There's nothing she should say now at this point. It, you don't want to know. Who, the, nobody, nobody, like soulmates, nobody wants to know who shot Megan. Am I the only one that want to know? Well, if we Tori do know. She said, she said Tori shot Megan in a recording when she sat down with the investigator. Yeah. She did a full interview in 2020. She admitted that Tori Lanez did it. She said she didn't do it. Then when she came in person to court, right. she, she, came acted to court, though, she, she acted like she didn't remember anything. Right. So at this point, girl, get up out of here. Because she does more gaslighting and talking in the shade room comments than she actually did in court. So at this point, we don't care. Why are you talking now? Meg has moved on. Tori, I mean, Tori is in jail. Girl, we don't want to hear from you. Take your no. money, take your family, take your husband, and move on. You know what it's giving? It's giving I miss the spotlight. I had my best friend who was Megan Thee Stallion, so I had all kinds of access during that time. Then it gave, I, you know, people were talking a lot about me during the trial. And then we've kind of moved on from you. And now you're like, wait, wait. Remember me? You want to be talked about again, girl. I promise you this right now. We're going to talk about you right now. And we ain't talking about you after this because this is whack what you're doing. Let's go to the chat. Uh, so we don't want her to come on the show? We don't care. She ain't going to say anything. at first, but now I think about it, I'm like, it's whack what she did. Because if you could have done something, if you had something substantial to say in support of or in, a, in a, uh, opposition to, you should have said it on the on the stand, not on a blogger, on a, on a podcast or anything. That's corny as hell. PRT Diva said, we can't trust nothing she says. I thought she forgot everything. Debbie Bryant said, day late, Dallas Short. Have her have several seats like Wendy Williams says. And Law of Attraction said, we may never know who did it. Why do people keep saying this? The court decided the outcome, and it is what it is. Christopher Lipsy said, she's desperate for a coin. She should just go back to the pole. Ooh. Mm. She's a dancer? She's a dancer? I just think she was a Megan Thee Stallion's best friend, but now... Uh, what was she before that? Oh, I don't know. Exactly. She misses it. If you miss the attention. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, if you're going to do a sit down, you do something like go call up Tamron Hall and get real glammed up and have a sit down, cross your legs and kind of really sit there with the tear and you do the jerking and you really, really sell the story. Sitting on a random podcast, girl, you ain't talking. All right. Meek Mill had a Twitter meltdown last night after the allegations regarding his sexuality and romance with Diddy hit the net in the latest lawsuit. He wrote. When I got a girl around me, I'm bleeping her twice a day. 
One love to the gay people, but that juicy bleep do it for me. He added, black blog sites enhanced that post to make me seem gay. I change laws for my people. I donate millions. They are designed to destroy the image of black leaders. All right, y'all, are media outlets painting him in a bad light or are we just reporting the news, Al? Um, you know, we already talked about the fascination of black media around black male sexuality and always wanting to point the finger that somebody is gay. Um, so that I, I, I think he knew how to lean in there and that was really smart. But my question here is of all the people that were accused of stuff with Diddy, he is the only one that pushed back. He is the only one that is addressing those issues. So that sparks something in my mind. Is there a reason for that? Is it because he wants to second to set the record straight and the other ones don't really want to talk into the space because there could be something there or is a hit dog hollering? That to me is what's most fascinating about it here. Um, and also, I always in these situations, and I'm not pointing a finger, I always want someone to definitively say they not. And I didn't actually get that in either or all or any of his posts. Okay, Armand, what do you think? Um, I think that it's more, I think it's a lot about, you know, him trying to also add to the promotion of his album. He just dropped an album, so why not use this as promotion? But at the same time, I think that he's trying to say now that it was Photoshop and AI that there looked like there was a gay porn video that he liked on his Twitter, so they were gassing that up. And a lot of people, they were able to screen record a video where it looked like he liked the porn. So people are like, you're really gay, you're looking at gay porn. But my thing is this, as a straight man, if you're not gay, if you're not on that type of time, I don't care what the internet says. I know I ain't gay. All my affiliates know I ain't gay, and I don't have to prove anything to y'all. So to me, it is giving a little hit dog hollering because you're too pressed to prove that you're not. Right. You know, before this comment, I mean, we all see the video, the pictures of him and Diddy and matching sweat uh, designer sweaters or shirts or whatever the hell. OK, that doesn't mean you're gay. It just means it's a little weird and a little childish. I'll say that. Like, we can't just assume someone's gay just because you call up your friend. You'd be like, hey, Diddy. Hey, Meek. What you wearing tonight? Oh, I'm going to wear the shirt. Oh, me too. Let's go together as twins. I think it'll be cute. You think it's weird? No, not at all. OK, fine. They did that. That doesn't mean they're gay. Means a little weird. OK, the response for me was weird, like how he worded it. Nah, that thing too juicy for me. And I, when I have someone, Morning. I'm hitting it twice a day. That to me is like a little overkill. Like there's been guys that I've asked about this that I have suspected. And from their response, I could be like, okay, yeah, I, you know, my bad. But then when they go overboard with the, yeah, I'm hitting twice a day and that thing is too juicy for me. I love it. I can't get it off my mind. It's like overkill. Like if you ask, one of y'all ask me if I like, if, I, if I'm a lesbian. One of y'all ask me if I'm a lesbian. Are you a lesbian? No. Next. Did you like That's that it. lesbian? Yeah. Did you like that lesbian video? Well, it's on your page, Claudia. I saw it. No. Oh, my bad. Okay. Maybe I liked it. Maybe I like lesbian porn. It doesn't make me a lesbian. But all this, oh, it's so juicy. I, I didn't go into how great. No. <laughs> it's not necessary. Well, uh, you know, just to be fair, though, a man can't ever admit that he might be slightly attracted to another man without him being called completely gay. Yeah. Sorry, it's kind of like the definition yeah. of gay is being attracted to another man and messing with them. You can't have it both ways, fellas. I'm sorry. You just can't. We have some comments. Uh, Chris Sierra said he gave reasons he couldn't be, but he never said he wasn't. Ooh. And Shante Thomas said, ain't nobody checked for no damn meat mill. And uh, 
uh, oh, Chris Sierra said, and went hard as and then Deborah Mitchell said, and we talked about this, why do black celebs trash black media so much? TMZ, People Magazine, all messy. Christina R. said, nah, Meek Mill, you are uncomfortably close to Diddy and it's giving secrets. Okay. All right. Well, do we trash black media? No, we don't. Black celebrities, do they, they trash black media? They don't value black media as much as they value white media. That's true. Sure. They definitely show up for a lot of it. All right. All right. Madonna removed Luther Vandross's photo from her tours segment where they pay homage to people who have passed away from AIDS and HIV at the request of Luther's estate. According to the estate, Luther passed from a stroke. I was never diagnosed with AIDS or HIV. Is removing the image enough or is this shady grounds for a lawsuit? Armand, what do you think? Who is Luther Vandross? No, I'm just you know, um, <laughs> No, but honestly, the thing was, I kind of gagged and like everyone else. Because, you know, we had always heard, you know, Luther was gay. And then we had also heard the rumblings that he may have passed of HIV. So to me, was Madonna slightly outing him for being HIV positive and passing away with complications of HIV? That's kind of how I took it. And maybe the family didn't want that to be out. I don't know. What do you guys think? Thought he, I thought he did. I guess I just believed the rumors. I, I thought it was a known thing that he did. But I guess I was wrong, too. Al, what do you think? I think the thing that upsets me the most about this is that um, Madonna is supposed to be a gay activist. And she's supposed to have been like this champion in AIDS awareness as an activist. And, and to imply someone had HIV or AIDS and you weren't told from the family is absolutely reckless, irresponsible, and it's disgusting as an activist because in essence, you are doing exactly what you said, Armand. You're outing, you're outing him. And as an activist, that's absolutely horrible. So I'm very upset to hear her misstep like this because she's always been a champion for the community. She has always raised millions and millions of dollars for AIDS, but outing one of my icons, Madonna, it just does not look good for you. Well, hold on. Let me say this, though, really quick. What if, because he didn't really even tell the family like he was gay. He never admitted to the family because he didn't want them to really know. So perhaps Madonna knew. Perhaps they had a relationship and he told Madonna that, hey, I have AIDS. Maybe yeah, she but even if, even if someone tells you, it, unless they... You don't have a right to share someone else's mm -hmm. information as it relates to AIDS and HIV. If that's your friend, you told that friend in confidence, you're supposed to keep that. I don't care how you looked at, at this. As an activist, she should know this better than anybody else. AIDS was a devastating disease that killed millions and millions of people. And, and, and this the sensitivities around it, attaching that to his legacy is something that maybe the family wanted to protect. And it wasn't mm -hmm. her job to unprotect. You know, I, I got to say this. I think as much activism, as, as much of an activist as we all know Madonna is and a champion of the community, I don't think she would purposely do this to hurt him. I kind of feel like maybe they did have some one-on-one -on -one conversations that we're not privy to. And maybe who knows what that conversation was. You know, maybe the family wasn't privy she to that. She still shouldn't be sharing it. Period. But you I'm never know. Maybe, maybe, but, maybe, but we don't know Sorry. what Luther told Luther. her. Maybe Luther could have told her, hey, one day tell my story. That's Tell true. it when you feel comfortable, mm -hmm. Queen. Then she you know would have I mean? told, told it. She would have told it. That's a difference between implying and telling. This was an implication and uh, not a tale. Period. In the story. Nope. Sorry. I think I don't think Madonna would have done this on purpose. Try to be spiteful or malicious. I mean, she has. Why would she do that? I feel yeah. like she knows something that we didn't know, and she was doing a service, but she removed it with no problem. 
Exactly. All right, let's go to the comments. Who is this? 234 said, does Armand know who Luther is? <laughs> okay, now you see and see. And then uh, Adria said it wasn't, it still wasn't Madonna's place to share that. Absolutely and, not. And then Ginnelly, 1970, said, not sure anyone remembers, but Patty LaBelle spoke to the fact he was gay. Doesn't mean he was HIV positive or had full-blown AIDS. I guess we shall never know. All right, coming up next, people are sounding off on The Breakfast Club. And All later, right. what are some ways you've gotten revenge on a cheating ex? I cannot wait to hear this. We'll be right oh, back. Oh, wait. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, Martha Stewart is bringing a new meaning to the cats out of the bag. The mogul recently admitted that she doesn't wear underwear and prefers to wear a bathing suit under her clothes just in case she wants to go swimming. What do you think about this news? And when do any of you not wear underwear? Al, I probably, I think you don't have any underwear on right now. I feel right. like you want to feel your, 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 your clothes against your junk. Am I right? <laughs> I'm not good at wearing underwear. That's true. Cause I, 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 I need for I things it. to move around when they need to move around. Um, you know, Martha Stewart has a very nice body and she's still very beautiful at her age, but this right here, she could have kept to herself. You know, whenever I think about women wearing bathing suits under their clothes, I think about yeast infections and all that stuff that happens when you don't take those bathing suits off and, and hang out too long. And it's also giving me dry age fish. And I don't mean calling a person fish. I mean exactly what I said, dry aged fish, which is a which is a type of fish, believe it or not. And, and I, I just felt like I didn't need this image. I could have gone to my grave without this image in my head. Armand? Dry age fish is crazy. Ow. <laughs> not not the sassy, you know, talking stuff. I'm talking about the actual Ooh. real. There's a thing called dry age fish, mm -hmm. which fish the fish has a better <laughs> uh, you make it a word. Like yeah. it, it, wow. stand on it and go more. <laughs> and then she's I, in the pool. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think this is phenomenal. I love to see when older people, older women are in their sexy, you know, because I think, you know, hopefully one day we all grow old and we can all still remain beautiful, sexy and comfortable. And I'm here for it. Don't wear no panties. Don't wear no underwear. Do what you need to. Martha got the money. She can free brawl all she wants. I love wearing no drawers, to be honest with you. I love that. If I could walk around naked all day, I would. So I'm here for it. Live your life, girl. You, you know, and do your thing. You people, you people are nasty. All three of you, Armand, Al, and Martha Stewart, all three, <laughs> you are all dry fish, in my opinion. Having your genitals on your clothes like that without a protective barrier in between. Y'all don't feel chafing? Y'all don't feel chafing? Uh, listen, I don't wear drawers when I wear sweats. I'm going to wear drawers when I wear, like, you know, jeans and stuff. But if I'm wearing certain clothes, I'm not wearing no drawers. Yeah. And if so, I wear it. Like, like, if I'm running a lot of errands, too, I'm not wearing no drawers. <laughs> Summertime okay. is no draw. 
Uh, Honeybee said dry aged fish is wild. And Cali Girl said uh, them bikinis ain't cotton. It needs to breathe. Exactly. And Krista R said who don't wear underwear? People don't wear underwear are nasty. Moving on. Soulmates, get into the story. Kamala Gapka sued RSA Insurance after she claimed a 2017 car accident left her unable to work for years due to neck and back pain. One year after the incident, a newspaper article pictured her winning a Christmas tree throwing contest. Needless to say, she has lost her over $800,000 case. Did she fumble the bag? Oh, will she try to wiggle her way out of this mess, Al? What do you think, Al? Oh, she definitely fell over this bag. I hope her reward for throwing that tree equal the $800,000 that she got for that lawsuit. How crazy is this? And to be honest with you, I will say this. I, I feel like someone close to her probably pulled, you know, fired the alarm on her and told on her and sent the pictures in, to be honest, because how did they actually find out about this? You know what I'm saying? I think some jealous friend of hers or somebody in the community who knew about this um, definitely told on her, had pictures, turned it in to the local media and said she just recently did X, Y, and Z. And that's why we're talking about it now on TGIF. Armand, what are your thoughts? To get caught mid-throw is crazy. You know what I mean? It wasn't like she was throwing out the trash or trying to like clean her house. She's throwing a whole tree. So to me, that was the funny part. But I feel like some, you know, these people watch you. Um, I remember uh, someone in my family, I won't say exactly who it is, but, you know, they were, you know, trying to get their check and they wouldn't even mow the lawn in the backyard. They'd be like, you know, them people is watching me. They try right. to clean the house with the garage door down. You know what I mean? They wouldn't even take right. out the garbage. I'd have to go do all the chores at home because, you know, they said that the people would drive around taking pictures. So she clearly got too comfortable too soon. And uh, yeah, she fumbled this bag. It's the arrogance for me. Like, if you got an $800,000 situation going on, wouldn't you protect that? Like, it's like, that is one thing to, you know, maybe go for a jog or go bowling. That's already pushing it. Because they do, if they have this much money on the line of that you have to get paid, they're going to watch you, lady. And to be in a Christmas tree throwing contest, a friend doesn't even have to snitch on you because people that are in the audience, there's probably a fan base for this goofy ass contest. They probably hashtag the winner. Look at such and such throwing the tree. Like, how does she think she's going to get away with that? She deserves to get her money snatched. But damn. Wow. OK, let's move on. Prince Lamont posed a question on Twitter that had mixed reviews. He tweeted, what exactly does Jess Hilarious bring to the Breakfast Club? One user wrote. First of all, why y'all make me do this? Why y'all make... Armand, can you read that? <laughs> oh, no edges. Oh, wow. Can you, can you read the next one? Okay. Um, the Another. deepest voice. Another tweet, the deepest voice. Someone also tweeted, she's the only one keeping them afloat. Twitter used, there you go, Terry wrote, unsolicited thoughts from the front porch. And lastly... The Stallion 20, oh no, 270 wrote, none of them are bringing anything, to be honest. It's time to wrap up the whole show. All right. I just want to stay out of that part about the hair and everything because like, I'm cool with her. And I know y'all take that one little clip and say that I was trashing this lady and I'm cool with her and I'm bitter. And I'm, I was actually really happy for her. But are people being too harsh on the newest co-host? And do you think the Breakfast Club has run its course? What do you think, um, Armand? Oh, me. Okay. So if I'm being honest, I think that, you know, for me filling in, people are just, it takes time for people to adjust. So people are rude. 
Um, people can't be nasty. And, and you know, when when they're accustomed to a certain type of person sitting in a seat, there it's hard, it's hard to adjust. So Jess, I just think, has to navigate and weather the storm and then her people um will get acclimated to her. Um, however, I do believe if I'm being honest, I believe that Jess Hilarious joined a sinking ship. The Breakfast Club, as we know it, is not the staple that it used to be many, many years ago. Um, I don't really watch The Breakfast Club like I used to. I remember in the past, that used to be my thing. I used to wake up, watch their interviews, and watch what, everything that they had to say. It's no shade, but The Breakfast Club, they are not that platform anymore. Now with different podcasts coming out, there's so many other options and so many other media platforms to where simply the Breakfast Club is now just amongst the rest. So while it's still one of those, you know, main spots in within urban, within our community, I just think that it is a sinking ship. Okay. okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, I'm learning so much from this young man, Armand, in this third seat. I can't disrespect the history of the Breakfast Club like that. They have gone from a tabloid news show to a well-respected culture creator. And we have to applaud that in all the years that they've been doing it. We know that the lovely Claudia Jordan was in contention for that chair and she would have been a great addition, but if she wasn't chosen and we have Jess Hilarious. And just like if Claudia was in that chair and she misstepped and said stuff and people weren't feeling her, I would say the same thing. Claudia brings a, a, a great talent, but Jess Hilarious does us too. She's hilarious. She's young. She's edgy. She's not politically correct about a lot of things. When the Breakfast Club first launched, that's exactly what they were. They were ghetto. They were gritty. They were a tabloid show. And that's why we tuned in. They've matured now. Um, DJ Envy and Charlemagne have relationships with celebrities, have relationships with companies. So they're not as sensitive. They've run through these roadblocks and these bumps, just like Jess Hilarious is going to. I think we need to give her time. I think she's a good choice. I think she's going to be very impactful. She brings a young audience with a young mind the same way Armand does here. And it's going to take some time for us to calibrate and get our minds around not seeing Angela in that seat, not hearing Angela's point of view. And we just need to give her some time. And I think that's exactly what iHeart is doing. Anytime you have an ensemble show that was built off the chemistry of the host, it is always going to be difficult for whoever steps into that next chair. People do not like change. And radio, more so than any other medium out there, is a, a, a show that is based, its success is based on routine. People used to get in their cars at the same time, going to work at the same time every day. They expect to turn on the radio, hear the same few songs, and hear the same personalities. Whenever you take one of those people out of there, you see how people was tripping over here when any of us take a day off. They go nuts. Imagine the mm -hmm. Breakfast Club that has millions mm -hmm. of listeners. So I thought it was going to be difficult for whoever sat in that chair. But Jess is controversial. She is going to say stuff that's going to go viral. She is going to say, right. speak her mind. She's going to say stuff that isn't politically correct. And that's kind of what the show is. I don't think they should blame any kind of falling of the Breakfast Club on, on Jess Hilarious. She just right. got there. If anything, I'm going to say this. Um, Charlemagne got uh, and Envy both grew up in front of us. You know what I mean? They they were younger and more reckless. Now they're, they're married. They have families. Yeah. They're dads. It's a different vibe now. The Breakfast Clubs. I said this the other day. I think the Breakfast Clubs audience is not as young as the people that are on TikTok and Instagram. People came up with the Breakfast Club that are in thirties mm -hmm. and forties years old. So mm -hmm. you know, it's on them. Actually, it's really on them. I like Charlemagne when he is. Um, just saying the most off the wall stuff. And I sometimes you like the old, like you like the old Breakfast Club, but I, yeah, I like when he was like that. He sometimes I he'll still too. do that sometimes, but before you know, every single show 
he was going to be wilding out, talking about the most, like, say some disrespectful, wild stuff. So I think I think I, Jess Hilarious is going to save the show, honestly, because without that energy there, that show is done. So yeah. they need Jess Hilarious on The Breakfast Club. With all the controversy that she brings, she's a great additive to that show because the, everyone else is so politically correct now and nobody wants to say this though just hilarious keep your head up beautiful that would be a hard chair for anybody to feel you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because you are making the blogs you're making the news and guess what you ended up on tgif and we're talking about you and reviving that show so keep going jess <laughs> and congrats on the pregnancy jess hilarious i'm very happy things are working out really good for you right now all right coming up we're spilling some weight loss tea and later dr umar has some strong thoughts on Black Parenting. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to TGIF. You know, I shared on the show many times my struggle with turning 50 and weight loss and just having a hard time keeping the weight up. So, you know, we got the tips for you here at TGIF. All right, Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Roe Body Program members have support throughout the process. Roe's partners handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. Now, if eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria do apply. Go to row.co slash T, sign up today, and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash T. That's ro.co slash T. Promotional consideration furnished by Row Body. All right, let's get back to some hot topics. A woman was not pleased after a man offered to send her some money for lunch. Take a look. So today this dude wrote me on Instagram and he was like, can I send you money? Let me send you money for lunch. So I was like, okay. I wrote him back and I was like, send it. So he wrote me and was like, okay, what's your cash app? So I sent him the cash app. Yeah, I just knew I was going to open my cash app and I was going to have at least probably about a hundred ball. You get what I'm saying? Because like this, I eat and that's how much I spend on my food. Yeah, I opened my cash app and this man sent me $30. Is she being unreasonable, Al? Can you get lunch for $13?
I'm gonna need her subject verb agreement to be a little bit better <laughs> if she want me to send her $100. That's ridiculous. I mean, these standards are ridiculous. Sounds like she's somewhere down south. You do not eat $100 worth of lunch. Miss Claudia Jordan, who I know is one of the most sophisticated and, and she does not supplement anywhere on her good dine, food dining, does not spend $100 on lunch. Now, Claudia, am I wrong? You can get, you could get by having a very nice lunch, minus alcohol, Claudia, minus your champagne or whatever you have with it for less than $50. Come on, this this $100 minimum is setting a standard that A, something she never grew up in, and B, she's definitely not experiencing on her own right now. Now, I'll do, I'll oh, do a good ahead. Burger King or a good Wendy's, but you know, I will do a Crustaceans occasionally, but I don't expect <laughs> some men to pay for it. Go ahead, Armand. Get I just it. feel like I just feel like if I'm courting you, if as a man, if I'm trying to talk to you, whether I'm a gay man or a straight man, and I'm trying to holler at you and we talking, I'm gonna send you the hundred dollars because. Oh boy, get out of here! I'm what? sending you the hundred dollars. Get out of here! Thirty dollars and not have money to pay and not have money to First pay your all, bills. No, and no, your no, 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 no. See, that's where you're wrong. If you don't have a hundred hundred dollars to send somebody on a date, then you don't need to be dating. If you don't have a hundred dollars oh, to give for lunch. You Boy, don't get out of here. Today. Get off my line. Today. Get off now, my if you send what? if you send somebody that you're not dating, that you're just cultivating and trying to get to know a hundred dollars every single time, every for every day, that's three thousand dollars a month. You got three thousand dollars, you got three thousand dollars a month or month. It's not every day. It's every piece. now and then. If we talking, I would I need I'm, for you to answer the question. You got three thousand dollars a month to send to your side piece. Uh, I do. So why you trying? I do. I do. Oh, okay. Well, send me a hundred dollars right now. Send me a hundred dollars right now. Send me a hundred dollars. If me and you was on a date, hundred dollars. I would give you a hundred dollars. Boy, get out of here. Claudia, tell I me think, I'm lying. Claudia. First of all, I refuse. I refuse to let anybody on my good internet say that if you can't send a woman a hundred dollars for lunch, who you are just talking to, or someone you're dating, if you can't send someone that you're dating a hundred dollars a month, I mean hundred dollars a lunch every day, which is $3,000 a month, you shouldn't be dating, you're crazy. It's unrealistic. The average mean. American, Don't the average American makes $47,000, African-American makes $47,000 oh a me, girl. year. 3,000 times 12 is $36,000. That means that person can't do anything else but send a side piece, a thousand dollars, I mean $100 for lunch. Boy, get out of here. Okay, no. if you have a get, side piece, get out of here. <laughs> so she's okay. He wants to be a side piece. Is that what you're saying? Is, is a side piece? No, she, he just met her, right? He just okay. followed at her on Instagram and I said, will... "Yo, ma, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pay for your lunch." And you I don't, don't have think there's anything wrong with that. And okay. I don't think you should drag him if he didn't send a hundred dollars. That's not fair. It's unrealistic. Well, you at least need to send fifty. You don't send me thirty dollars. Boy. What am I going to do with that? That's not even cute. So you you send me a hundred dollars and okay. You so me, Armand, Armand, listen, tell, you're not tell me you what you eat. Land. Tell me what you eat every day, every day no, for no, lunch. I'm about what to do you tell have? you what the hundred dollars is for. Tell okay. me what you no, eat I'm about to every tell you day for lunch. Go ahead, Armand. Let him say. Let him. You get the hundred dollars. You go to lunch. Okay. You don't want to be at your max. You go to lunch. You order what you want. You get you a drink and then you tip. And maybe you throw some gas in your tank. Or you call your Uber with that. Like, girl, it's $100. Go ahead. Man, $100. I refuse to set a standard. I refuse to set a standard that you cannot date 
I refuse to set a standard. This is why we don't have no money. This is why we have no money. I refuse to set a standard that in order for a black man to date in America today, that he's got to give somebody $100 for lunch. Get out of here. It's ridiculous. Let me settle this, please. I would love to jump in this. Um, I would say if you're talking about food for yourself every day, probably don't spend $100. But if you are trying to impress someone on a one-time thing, send them money, don't send me $30. Don't send me $13. Go big or don't even send me anything at all. Or take the lady out on a, on a date yourself. Oh, you sound so, crazy, Claudia, too. just be real. If a man Hell, I know you ain't today, talking with your No, Claudia, no. We got, I need a clear answer on this. If a man hits you up right now, like, hey, you're so beautiful and you kind of attract to him, he said, I want to get you lunch. And he sends you 100 He needs to send you at least $100. Right or wrong? She's not that shallow. I hope not. I hope Claudia's not Claudia, that you're really I, not I, about I, to I always bring enough money to pay for myself and everybody else. It's not else about that. If it's you're trying principle. to impress someone, $30 is not going to be it. I will say that. If you're paying for yourself, if we're talking about need versus courting someone and trying to impress them, you trying to impress them, send $100. If it's just a bare necessity, maybe $50, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I if think- it's a bare necessity, 30 But if I'm trying to impress you and court you, here's 100 baby. Go ahead. Listen, I, that's a total different conversation. I'm going off on the fact that you said a black man should not be dating if he can't send someone $100 for lunch. That's what my <laughs> lean-in is. If you're well, trying to impress me, someone, if you're trying to impress someone, then send $100. Al, let me but that's let not me. a rule. Okay, Sorry. let me jump in, Al. I haven't said much, but let me just say, we have one of our soulmates said, I am Courtney Phillips said, she said he was sending her pictures of him holding bricks of money. So that kind of changes the things. You want to show off like mm. that, don't be sending me $15 or $30. All right, let's go from that conversation <laughs> to check out this Black History Moment sponsored by Nissan. <laughs> right on time. So right. celebrates Black history makers who have broken barriers and created change. Creating a place for cultural diversity in outer space is 46-year-old Keisha Shahaf and her 19-year-old daughter, Anastasia Mayers. The mother-daughter duo made history by becoming the first African-Caribbean mother-daughter team to travel to outer space. Keisha and Anastasia entered a contest and won their historical trip to the stars. On August 10th, 2023, the mother and daughter duo journeyed into space with other passengers on the Galactic O2 spacecraft. Keisha and Anastasia are continuing the mission to represent people of color in space. In the history of space travel, there have only been 73 women and 18 African-Americans who have traveled to outer space. Anastasia is following in the footsteps of Dr. Mae Jemison, the first African-American woman to travel in space, and Jessica Watkins, the first black woman on the space station crew in 2022. Anastasia is the youngest person to journey into outer space, and she has dreams of becoming an astrobiologist in the future. As the first black mother-daughter duo in space, Keisha and Anastasia are leading the way for every person of color to one day visit the stars. Honoring Black History Month on TGIF, proudly presented by Nissan. Experience a whole new thrill of driving. All right, what do you think about this clip? Let's go to you first, Armand. I think that is so awesome. Like, when I was younger, I used to want to be an astronaut. Now that I'm older, I probably, you know, I'm I'm afraid of stuff like that. But I never knew that that many Black people, let alone women, have traveled to space before. So I think that that's super dope. And I love that Nissan keeps educating us, and I'm learning so much through these uh, commercials. So shout out to that, because that's really, really impressive. So I love that. 
Mr. Al Reynolds, what do you think? <laughs> so, you know, I was born in the 70s and I'm a space freak. Anything's around and going out into space, discovering space and having black African-American females lead it. You can always sign me up. And I love the fact that Nissan is educating us on the benefits and the number of women that have actually done it because I never knew it was that high and that significant. And I love the fact that us being teaching us this will motivate us and encourage us and other young black girls to go out there and live your dream. I'm going to say this, ladies, black women, you all been killing it for quite a long time. And I love that you're all getting your flowers. We are getting our flowers. I really, really respect it. And uh, I love it for us. I love it. Thank you, Nissan. Keep it locked because coming up next, Dr. Umar has a strong opinion when it comes to black parenting. And later, have you ever double dipped when it comes to an ex? We'll be right back. Mm. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Welcome back to TGIF. All right. In a recent episode of Nick Cannon's Council Culture Show, Dr. Umar shared his perspective on how black parents are unknowingly setting their kids up for prison. Listen to this. This is where we got to take responsibility. Right. Most parents, they just celebrated Christmas. They bought a whole bunch of gifts, right? Right. How many had books under the Christmas tree? Mm. How many had a dictionary under the Christmas tree with mm. more than 100 pages? Phonics program. How many had a thesaurus <laughs> under the Christmas tree? <laughs> right. How many bought a complete set of encyclopedia A through Z under the Christmas tree? Right. Most of what was under the Christmas tree was tablets, cell phones, right. HD TVs, laptops, video games, clothes, hair, sneaks, right? <laughs> right, right. All right, let's go to our resident scholar on the panel. <laughs> Al, do you agree? Yeah, you know, it, it, Dr. Umar does make a lot of sense. Um, and you know, I'm on the front lines of, of education, have been on the front line for over a decade. And we do need more education in the form of books. And these students do need to read and they do need to get those as Christmas presents and be forced to channel their minds in a more educational way. I do agree with that. And they do need more books, period. We have seen on TikTok, we've seen on Instagram, young African-American male and female teachers saying they teach sixth grade and these kids are reading on first grade level. That is unacceptable. So that I do agree with. But what I thought was really odd was that he was sitting there with Nick Cannon, who has what, 11 different kids in, in 10 different locations. <laughs> and let's talk about how that is more detrimental to the African-American community than an absence of a father in the home is more detrimental to the African-American community than giving them technology. Because we do know with technology, they can access books. They can access encyclopedias. They can access knowledge through technology. So there's a little rub there, but I definitely get his point of view. All right. Uh, Armand, what do you think? Uh, I totally, I'm totally in agreement with you, Al, towards the end there, because at this point, I feel like he's a little loud and wrong. You know, everybody tries to sound so prolific and woke. And it's just one of those ideas that, bro, we're in 2024. Give me that tablet. Give me that cell phone. Give me that computer. Because nine times out of 10, that's where kids are reading that they're 
uh, encyclopedias, their, you know, their thesaurus and all of that. They're, they're getting their knowledge from their tablets. You know, they're getting their knowledge from their computers. People are not traditionally opening books anymore. They have their Kindle mm -hmm. fires or listening to audibles and, and they're learning through podcasts. That is the way that people are learning now. People are, you know, gone are the days where people are even going into classrooms anymore. They're doing school via Zoom. So you need the technology there. So I get it. And then, like you said, you're sitting there doing this talk with Nick Cannon, who got 12 baby mamas. You know what I mean? And and with all these different children, that is the bigger conversation. All Protect right. yourself, black men. Protect yourself because HIV and AIDS does not only affect one demographic of people. STDs are real. And clearly, Nick Cannon is not using um, protection. So we should be really talking about protection also. Um, but Yeah, yeah I, I do believe we do get our learning uh materials in a different way and we do get them through tablets um it's just up to the parents to be more present in guiding their kids where to look and not just be on social media but to actually use those apps on the mm -hmm. computer to help them be you know better students and just be more knowledgeable and read more i think we also set our kids up for for bad futures trying to be their friend and not be their disciplinarian you know you yeah. see that all too often where you just want your friend your, your kids to look at you as cool i think that does a lot of damage so i think we have a long I way to go I want to say something else, too, though. I feel like we're in a generation now where, you know, I just feel like we're making more than our parents were. I know, you know, I'm at that place and I know people are younger than me are making more than me and making more than my parents. Like gone are the days. I mean, you definitely need to read, but gone are the days where you just have to go to school and have to get a graduate's degree and have to get a doctor degree like content creators learning a learning how to create content and learning how to edit, learning different skills like that via social media are making kids millionaires. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, you know, there's there's levels to this. And I feel like to just assume that everybody needs to try to be this book scholar um, to be ahead in life or, you know, that's the only way to stay out of jail. That's just not fair. And that's just not true because that's not everybody's direction. I, I do want to say we are in no way here, Fox Soul, suggesting that you you forego college. Right. <laughs> yeah, that lady that went to Houston. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> it only works out for a few gifted people. Right, you know, it's not right. for everybody, but you're right. right. There are there are exceptions that are really crushing it. But make sure you're good at it before you you, you exactly. sacrifice. Anything. You gotta get your education. That's what. Uh, uh, Ray uh, Re Al says, uh, but Umar isn't even in his son's home. They live with their mamas. Hypocrite. And E. Uh, e. Harris said, no, these wayward kids are learning from ratchet reality TV and local rappers. That's why they don't have any sense. OK, well, I think there's a lot of reasons why they don't have any sense. But all right. A woman shared her thoughts on why she believes there are not enough good black men. She said black mothers coddle their sons by cooking for them, doing their laundry and tending to their every need while pushing their black daughters out of the house. She explained they have this very unhealthy bonding style where they expect their partners later on to tend to their needs just like their mothers did. Do you think there's any truth to this, Armand? Let's go to you first. Uh, I'll come back to me. Come back to me. <laughs> Al. Come on, Armand. What happened? Uh, you know, I think this is across the board. I think just traditionally and, 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 and nationally, especially in the United States culture, mothers 
cuddle their sons. You know what I'm saying? Sons get more helpful praise. Sons' ability often are, are thought to be of higher regard than the daughters. But research has recently showed that the bond, though, is thicker and closer with the mother-daughter. Now, for Black families, I think it's a little bit different. I don't know about your family, um, Claudia, but I know for sure for mine, my mother always paid more attention to the sons because she felt that they had a bigger responsibility in taking care of the woman. That's the cut that I come from. So my mother wanted to make sure that I knew how to respect the woman, how to tend to the house, how to protect the house, how to fix the house, how to all the things that a man traditionally are supposed to do in a man-woman relationship. My mother made sure that that she prepared me for that. So I get it. And I do understand what this person is saying and coming where they're coming from. Okay, Armand, what do you think? I think my my experience is different. My mom and my sister, she's closer to the girls. So my mom was always like really tough on me. She's like, get out, get a job, figure it out. You gotta, you gotta learn how to, you know, treat a woman, carry a family, be a man. Like there's no sympathy there. Like my mom, the way she talks to me is totally different the way that she talks to my sister. She she rules me with an iron fist. Like there is no time for tears. There's no time for pity. Right. But like my sisters, yeah. it's it's like we can do, we can roll mm. out the red carpet. We can, we can cry. We can do all of these things. So I don't have that experience. And so I just find sometimes women like to just complain. Like, so hold on you know, one second. Hold on, hold on. Did your mom know that you were that you were gay? Yes, yes. So yes. she she understood that you were different. Yeah, my mom, mom, yeah, both my parents, both I have two mom, my stepmom and my biological mom, they were the same way. Um, yeah, it was like that. They were very hard. Very hard. Yeah. Well, Armand, women are not the only people that complain because uh I think humans complain a lot. I'm gonna say this. I agree with this. Uh as a woman that's been out in the scene for a while and I'm in my 50 years, I think a lot of black women do more damage to their sons by coddling them. And then a lot of times they do look for a mother in their girlfriend as well as a freak, That's as true. well as uh, a provider. They want to live a soft life now. I think things have definitely shifted. Al speaks this a lot on the show. And he's like, I'm not used to these new age men and and how they be gossiping and just just, you know, running their mouths and taking on a lot of female traits. Um, I, I, I will say this. I, I think it's frustrating because unfortunately, when you have like single parent homes, right, sometimes the moms do kind of have this weird bond with their son, not saying they want to be with their sons, but it ends up feeling like they're, they almost use their son to see their son as their partner. And then they, they mm -hmm. the, a new girlfriend comes along, they get jealous, they get all weird. I think we have a long way to go when it comes to the bonds and families. And I think, and I don't blame it all the way in us, I think uh, the black family was decimated from slavery, from Jim Crow, from the welfare system. I will say a lot of that is just in our DNA from how we were mm -hmm. just traumatized in this country. So I don't just put that on all black men or all black women. I think this is like the the result of the way we were kind of programmed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, Claudia, you're right. You're right, actually, Claudia. There is a thing called mothers treat their their males, their their sons as possible husbands. So, you know, there's been tons of research done around this topic and you're right. And I think it could be detrimental when they put that or give that to the son, because I think it, it does make them feel a certain way. So they when they do meet women, it you know, it either works or it doesn't. 
right? Yep. Or it could just be a situation where these women just want a man to sit and do everything for them and they feel like they should just sit and receive and never have to give back to a man. Where are these and men? Because I don't see that and, 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 and a man may say, hey, I want to feel a little soft sometime. And a woman puts so much pressure on a man all the time <laughs> where these men end up with other men because there's so much damn pressure being with a woman. Okay, I got to go to break. We will probably talk about this <laughs> She's again. being nice tonight, everybody. <laughs> Claudia is being nice tonight. I'm just saying, well, y'all be talking to me. I don't get enough time, but let me... Our mom may look soft and army, but he is coming with that rapper energy tonight. Angry All right, yeah. All right coming up. Super have, nice. Have you ever double dipped when it comes to an ex? We will keep it locked. Keep it locked. We'll be right back with that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. All right, get ready for this new couple alerts. Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker are reportedly back together. This comes after the news of Kendall's breakup with music artist Bad Bunny. Have you ever double dip when it comes to an ex, Al? Absolutely. I mean, you like what you like, and baby, she knows what to like. This boy is worth millions. He is the ninth best paid player in the NBA. And we know the Kardashians, they love a good old black athlete that makes tons of money. She's following in her sister's Chloe's footsteps. And look, can you be mad at her? He's handsome, he's tall, he's successful, he's wealthy. Listen, what can you say? All right, uh, Armand, what do you think? I'll, I'll just say my ego would be through the roof. Like, how do you go from the biggest pop star in the world Back to little old me. You know what I mean? I feel like you wouldn't be able to say nothing to me. I had bad bunnies, Biz Naive. You know what I'm saying? Do you know how much money this young man makes? You know how much bad bunny makes? Are you? Do you know how much start? money? Do you, do you not know who bad bunny is? I do, but yeah, do you, you know don't. how much money you this don't. man makes? We bad, bad, bunny, bad bunny bad is not breaking bunny, her back bro. off. Bad oh, bunny is yeah. not breaking her I'm not back doing off. This. this is a whole athlete. He is handling all of that and that's why she's circling the box that's why she's circling the block bad money ain't doing anything but licking on it that boy right there is an athlete an athlete of many years he is wearing her out and she's happy about it i'm gonna tell you the truth wear a woman out she's gonna circle that block i don't care what anybody says al the relationship expert <laughs> has spoken all right Tell i want to claudia huh Tell me that, I'm is wrong. Is that the truth, Claudia? Get it Tell out. Tell me I'm wrong. If I get worn out? No, I'm yeah. saying. If you get worn out, are you First of all, Claudia, Claudia. Yeah, we are out of time. I want to <laughs> thank my co-host, Al Reynolds, and Armand Wiggins for joining me tonight. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for paging Dr. Shonda. We'll see you back tomorrow, and we'll talk about whether or not I get worn out another time. Bye, boys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>